Okay. We need. Okay. Coming up, we're looking at Publicis Group's reorganization. We're looking at some new ad spend forecasting for 2016. And we're looking at a very interesting Financial Times reader survey. All in the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode four. Uh, this week we're talking about the Publicis Group's massive news that they're going through a total restructure. Um, there's some really interesting ad spend data. That's right. Two of the big uh, advertising networks have come to the market with new forecasts for 2016, yep. which are very bullish. Good. And also, we came across a really interesting piece of research conducted by an agency with Financial Times um, asking C-suite and senior marketers where they thought their opportunities were. And it makes uh, some interesting reading about how they view their agencies as partners in change. It does. Okay, first up. So this week, some massive news. Publicis Group, one of the largest um, conglomerate marketing services groups, announced that they were going to entirely reorganise their whole uh, operation. Um, and that was led by a, a very long piece to camera by their CEO, uh, Morris Levy, which was sometimes hard to follow, but all the, all the subsequent uh, information that's come out has started to make it a bit clearer. So... What's yeah, I mean that is a it's a it's a it's an enormous story. So, um, Publicis Group are going to reorganise their entire structure and organisation. They are going to create four separate units. Uh, Publicis Communications, which is going to house all of their creative agencies. Mm -hmm. Publicis Media, which is going to contain all of their media. Uh, agencies led by Steve King, King of Media. Uh, the King of Media, very good. According to the video. And the third, the third uh, group will be uh, Publicis Sapient, which will contain all of their digital operations, mm -hmm. and then Publicis Healthcare, which are going to continue to do all of the, the, the healthcare marketing. So um, the, the ambition of the restructuring, I think, is, is really sound. Mm. It is to put the client at the heart of yeah. their entire organisation. Um, an important role within this new restructuring will be the, the role of group chief revenue officer, mm -hmm. which uh, Laura Desmond will be assuming the position of. And reporting into Laura will be 20 chief client officers. Uh, for each key client, uh, there will be a chief client officer. Yeah. And it will be their responsibility to navigate this restructuring, yeah. to ensure that their clients have access, both geographically and structurally, to whatever resources they need. Yeah, and that, that's a, a real simplifying of what has yeah. been always regarded as a very complicated group. And Publicis Group has been challenged a bit on their growth ambitions and the markets have kind of questioned how they're going to uh, kind of drive their growth. That kind of makes sense, making clients the centre. Um, and I, I guess there's been lots of talk about whether they're copying models of other agencies, whether that's the... WPP's kind of horizontal yeah. structure. Havas recently announced a kind of what they call a village approach, bringing all these disciplines in. That's right. Aegis are famous for running a single PL. So, all of these are components, I mm -hmm. think, of what the Publicis Group are, 
are suggesting, but implementing that. Yeah, I mean, this is the most radical of all, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the principles by which they are looking to reorganise their organisation make absolute sense. The challenges, I think, will be on the shoulders of these chief client officers uh, uh, to navigate the system to make sure that there's no legacy issues, that that they're not dealing with any agendas within the organisation, so that decisions are made in the best interests of the clients. Uh, I think will be a challenge. So, in um, in theory, it makes absolute sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, The practice may be somewhat challenging. And I suppose for media, the impact, uh, bringing all their media assets under one group is something that we've been expecting them to do for some time. For many years, we were always thinking that Vivaki, which uh, was a kind of defined unit within the group, now looks after mostly kind of technology, might have been that. But it's never in practice, never really been an operational structure. Um, And in the media pitches and assignments that we've worked on historically, publicist group has always been quite difficult to navigate in yeah. terms of knowing who to contract with. Right? Other groups are, have always been historically a lot mm. simpler to, to kind of figure out and navigate for clients. Um, the impact for media, I suppose it brings together you know, the combined media billings of, of those two agent, of the number of agency networks, but the, the big ones, Starcom, MediaVest Group and Zenithalt Media Group, Together, we'll have some kind of operational efficiencies, I would expect, because they've got quite distinct tools and services and systems. Mm. Um, so I guess Steve is probably looking at how he can merge some of those resources. Um, will there be a combined trading operation? That's our expectation, I yeah. guess. Um, you know, whilst media scale, billing scales, is still an important lever both for clients and particularly for agencies, and I guess it makes sense to more formally bring some of these billings together. So it will be interesting to see how you know, Steve King implements that plan um, and how much those different brands and quite different cultures can work together uh, in a more orchestrated way now. And it's all happening uh, as of January the 4th, as yeah. I understand it. So and between now and then, we've got some really big news, right? The second story is on the back of uh, some ad revenue forecasts that Mm. the big uh, agency groups have predicted for next year. Uh, Zenith Optimedia have said that they predict that the UK uh, market will increase by 10%, globally about 4.5-5%. Group M have said something relatively similar. Uh, It bodes well for the the media industry. I think it's, it's good news. Uh, the market is obviously expanding. I think one of the most interesting things that came out of that actually was the declaration that media still makes up 54% of total marketing services spend uh, or Marcom spend. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we know that brands are starting to really prioritize media, getting media right. There's still massive investment going behind paid media. Um, about 30% predicted to be in digital, which is actually up. Um, you know, we've heard, you might have seen in a previous episode, we've heard uh, some brands concerned about ad blocking, concerned about transparency, the way that they're going to market mm-hmm. programmatic, maybe thinking of scaling down the dig- digital spend. But the agencies are predicting that that's actually going to go up. Um, I think the other thing that came out uh, was an, a thing from Ad Age the trade press in the US, which added a kind of piece to the reporting of yeah. this, this data to say that according to their tracking, 
the, the amount of media spend that is actually being measured is going down. Right, that's So at the same time that brands are increasing their spend, they're increasing it, potentially, this suggests, in areas which are not measured. Mm. Um, and we keep saying marketers need to get more control of their media Absolutely. dollars, need to be spending m money in media uh, with far better insight and, uh, and control. So, but it's, they, this data suggests that, that perhaps that's not happening. There's still a lot of money going into unmeasurable media. Mm -hmm. It's about control and it's about, you know, we need just to encourage our clients to be cognizant of that as an issue. Yeah. That's it. You know. Okay. Okay, next up, uh, finally for this week, an interesting piece of research that we found um, that had been commissioned by media agency, Maxis, but working in conjunction with the Financial Times. That's and right. they um, provided a survey to Financial Times readers who were designated as kind of C-suite plus senior marketing directors. And they were asking them about what they thought their challenges and opportunities were in marketing, um, with a, a focus, a lot of focus on data, um, analytics, uh, technology, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and, and I mean, the essence of this story was all about change and how mm -hmm. confident and comfortable uh, C-suite leadership teams yeah. and organizations felt about their opportunities moving forward and whether they internally had the capabilities to exploit those opportunities. Um, and a couple of kind of really interesting facts, I think, came out of this, mm. this research. Number one, uh, most of the respondents that uh, fed back onto the survey felt that three quarters of them actually felt that data and analytics was where the greatest opportunity in the future mm. was going to be. However, only half of them felt that internally they had the capabilities and the capacity to exploit those opportunities, yeah. which would suggest then that there is an enormous role for the agencies to play a part in helping them uh, deal with those opportunities and exploit yeah. those opportunities. However, only 2% of the respondents felt that their agencies do very well in helping them manage that change. Mm. And that's really where they probably need the biggest help. I mean, if we can, you know, if there's a thread through what we've been talking about today, you know, agencies going through some forms of transformation. That is potentially good news, but unsettling for some marketers because that's going to be quite disruptive. We've got ad spend going up, digital spend going up, um, accountable spend going down, mm -hmm. harder and harder to manage and know uh, what, to, what to invest in in a measurable way. And then we see from that data, you know, some lack of confidence, perhaps, in from a, from the C-suite, definitely, and senior marketers, knowing quite how to navigate these increasing complexities, and it's quite that's quite reflective, I yeah. think, of, of a lot of the the briefs that we that we've got this year um, from brands just trying to know how to navigate the complexities of this landscape properly to make far more accountable decision makings. Um, so I think it's quite a, a, common, a common thought. These are three things, uh, these three tensions, I guess, that we'll, that we'll track over time um, and keep an eye on. We're going to provide links to a lot of this. We've talked about a lot of resources, actually, and a lot of uh, research uh, and data today. So there'll be a whole long list of links uh, below the video. But I think that's it for now. Um, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe to the channel. Leave comments. We will respond to uh, any questions that you do have. 
Uh, and that's it for episode four. So bye for now. Have a good weekend.